0: This is Talk of the Town on News Talk 1290 CJBK. This is Left, Right and Center on News Talk 1290 CJBK. Bob Metz and Jeff Schlemmer with us. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning, Jim. Got one for you today that I think has some left and some right and some center in it. The uh, governor of Ontario last fall told the local utilities you cannot cut anybody's power off for non-payment of bills. At that time, many people hailed that and said that's a wonderful thing because nobody who's, you know, on assistance or limited income or loses their job or something, they're not going to get their power shut off in the middle of the winter, and that's good. We don't want that to happen. This is great. Thank you very much, government. April the 1st is approaching, and in the city of London, we discover that there are at least 1,700 seriously delinquent accounts. 1,700, which I think I'm told is about... Five times the what they would expect in a normal winter. Previous winters, shall we say, not a normal winter, but previous winters, when they could turn it off if you didn't pay. Um, now there are a lot of people saying, "Well, we've got to do something about these people." You know, they they haven't got the money. They there are anecdotal stories floating around about folks, you know, spending the money on other things, knowing that they didn't have to pay. I've talked to some landlords who've got a whole lot of uh, of uh, of uh, vacating notices from their client, from their tenants saying, "We're you know we're leaving as of the first of April." Uh, seeking new accommodation, can they're just going to, you know, split and leave the bills. Not going to pay the bills. Um, my question for each of you today is, uh, well, kind of a double-sided one. Was this a good thing or a bad thing? This, this, this hiatus. In in theory, anyway, I think it was a positive thing. And now that the bills are coming due, who ought to pay them?
1: Well, I guess the first thing is that uh, that I think that what we've seen from from premier eves is that he is doing kind of band-aidy things to try and put off making big decisions and when he's when he's rolled back uh, decisions that have been made by mike harris what he's done is tried to sort of soften the blow and sort of pretty it up for the media and so on it's like the 4.3% cap on uh, on rates that uh, when they got into the big hydro mess he sort of just Poured, poured cold water all over the controversy by saying, well, not to worry, you know, everybody's going to be capped at 4.3 cents, nobody's going to get cut off, but it was very rash. Like, I don't mm. think he thought through the implications of that at all. And uh, so, by doing that, it cuts the, the pins out from people like me saying, you know, what about the fact that uh, disabled people in Ontario haven't had a, an increase in their benefits in 10 years? You know, you got to start looking at these sy- systemic problems, mm. but he can say, well, hey, at least they're not going to get cut off, cut their hydro cut off. Um, but the day comes when you have to pay the piper, and we're sitting back, as you know, that uh, part of our work is defending people facing eviction and we're thinking well you know a good chunk of these uh, these 1700 folks who are getting the shutoff notices probably live in rental housing most landlords are not going to be too happy with them uh, living there without hydro so next thing we can expect is a spate of evictions Uh, so it's it's one of those short-term band-aids where where, uh, it, uh, it bought everybody off for a short time but now it's created a huge mess
0: what about the fact that uh, the numbers of people who are defaulting on these bills have gone through the roof? It doesn't seem as though it's the same folks who, who traditionally every year have a little trouble scraping the dough together. Now we've got five times as many people who ma- magically couldn't find the money.
1: Yeah, and now and then the question is, how do you separate the wheat from the chaff? How do you separate somebody who just decided not to pay their bill from the little old lady who's living on a fixed income who g- genuinely can't get by? Uh, it's a real mess. It's like uh, you know, I, I advise people over at the rent. Uh, housing tribunal be facing eviction um people come in there's about 80 about 80 evictions every week in london and uh, people come in and they've all got a hard luck story it's all you know this happened and therefore i couldn't pay the rent or that happened and and therefore i couldn't and and what i say to them is that the tribunal says we can't get into your hard luck stories because we listen to one we're gonna have to listen to all of them so we won't listen to any of them
2: otherwise the system is totally bogged down well that's what the left has been arguing ever since they don't like um, needs tests of any sort. They always but, want to make sure everybody's treated yeah. universally the same know, and therefore the there's no money is, left for anybody.
1: Now, how do you do it? Like, how how do you do it? Like, in the sense that there's going to be... the You see have what the person's in income is and, and you see what their outcome is. You just look at a balance sheet.
2: Simple. Well,
1: yeah, but it, it, it's life is never simple. There's
2: always... I could always. do it. My, I've only had basic bookkeeping. T- I could t- do it very simple. Talking to clients simply.
1: for 20 years, it's like there's the first layer, but it's like an onion to peel it one another one
0: I I think we can all relate to people who don't have enough money to to make the bills you know, this month, I'm a little short this month, and what am I going to do? And, and maybe we can't all, but I can relate to it. I've been there. You guys have been sure. there. Um, but people who haven't paid their bills at all, all winter long. I mean, how do we justify that?
1: I think you cut them off. i, I I don't know if I'm supposed to be the guy saying... No, you're supposed to say what you're saying. <laughs> no, I think that's the way it is, that uh, you know, you knew the deal going into it. And and uh, when I say you knew the deal, I, I guess one thing I have to bear in mind is there are a lot of people who don't pay attention to life too well. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I don't know that everybody genuinely knew that April 1st was the day. Uh, certainly I knew it. But uh, having said that... I guess I just can't have a lot of sympathy for somebody who who takes the chance thinking, let's see how far we can push this. They know there's a day of reckoning coming. Mm -hmm. And and that's one thing that, for instance, when I deal with people who are behind in rent, uh, you know, they may say, well, it's because of this and it's because of that, but they know they got to move. At the end of the day, look, you know you didn't pay the rent, Mm -hmm. you got to go. So for these... Four times extra people who have uh, have gotten into arrears than, than did before. You know, I don't think that I don't think you can give them a lot of slack. Um, uh, what do you? What, where do we go with this? What do we do with this? I mean, uh, supposedly this well,
0: was helping have, these
1: the, people.
2: Yeah. Well, obviously, when government helps, it never helps because it, what it does, it hurts a lot of other people in the process. The four point three cent cap per kilowatt hour that Ernie Eaves put on hydro effectively is a subsidization of large business by the private sector in this province. You know, to the large corporations. Except the large
0: corporations don't get the four point three; they're paying, they're paying the full. Well, rate.
2: they're paying their full, but they're also being subsidized because Ontario Hydro is still, or rather, the government is still paying the electricity producers for the difference between yes the four point three cents yeah. and whatever the given rate is yeah. at a given time. And already that amount of money has been close to two billion dollars just yeah. for the last six to well, eight it weeks. A, it
0: was a shell game, right?
2: And, and that's right. We're still going to pay it exactly. So. I mean, why are we taking out of the left pocket instead of the right pocket? Now, the issue is who should pay? Do we keep robbing Peter to pay for Paul? I don't think so. I think Peter should pay for Peter and Paul should pay for Paul. And the issue here is that we have this cap on electricity, no one now is producing new sources of energy because there's no reason to invest in Ontario because you have to go through that bumpy little ride of higher prices that we were experiencing for a while to get to the low prices later. Mm -hmm. Now Eves has guaranteed that the bumpy ride is going to be stretched out for years and until someone changes that government, we're not going to get back okay, to well, lower prices. We're, go- we're going into a stage of rationing, just like they ration care and yeah. education. Electricity is going to be rationed. Okay, but if you've come, been to a third world country, that's uh, what it's like there. Let's
0: come back to London Hydro though, yeah. and these seventeen hundred people. I mean, what are we, where do we go with that? What do we do? There's with nowhere, nowhere you
2: can go with that. Either you bail them out, or they pay their own way and fend for themselves. What are and, you asking? Well, what are you asking for? what are the options? And, of are are gonna it's gonna not London. It's
0: the
1: whole
2: province. Are we going to do it next year again? Well, I would be astonished if we did. For one thing,
1: it won't be an election year next year, so that'll, <laughs> that'll <laughs> change things quite a bit, I think. But uh, you know, Ernie bent over backwards to show what a generous, kind guy he was there, and now he's going to get bit in the butt. And and unfortunately for him, it's going to happen just before the election. That all hell's going to break loose, I think. Like, I just don't see these people all coming up with this money.
0: Well, stories in the paper yesterday. You know, people saying, "I'm afraid I'm going to lose my kids to uh, to the Children's Aid if the power goes off." And we, I had calls here, and I talked about last night on television. Well, if you can't provide for your kids, then maybe you shouldn't have. Them. i mean how well, where do we go with that where you say i can't pay my bills i can't look after my kids but, but i don't want anybody to take them away from me well
1: that's a whole other, but cas has just their budget has been through the, well, yeah, the last they, several years because again that's true they do come in and take kids away it's not a hypothetical thing their problem is they're saying look we got way too many kids we don't want your yeah, kids yeah so you know that's not a solution either
2: <laughs> you see the government promised when it got into the hydro business that it was going to deliver the cheapest possible electricity to everyone for the longest period of time Mm. that was the promise and people went into that on an expectation that that was what was going to happen Mm. it's a false expectation if you just even understood the nature of government right from the word go. But most people don't, so they go they go for the mm-hmm. pie in the sky routine and then eventually gets to the point where no matter what they plan in their lives, nobody was planning one, two, three, and four hundred percent increases in the price of electricity in such a short period of time. Mm-hmm. And on a free market, that would never have happened. It would have gone the other way. Yeah. But on any sort of socialized controlled market, the pattern always is greater prices, fewer choices less quality. On a capitalist market, it's always uh, greater choices, lower prices, better quality. And when we'll poli- the reason politicians don't like capitalism is because it, it deprives them of the power that they seek when they're in in municipal office and provincial office and in federal office. That's what it's all about. It's all about power. And the reason we're paying all these high prices is because, and I'm not talking about electricity power, (laughs) I'm talking about political power. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're subsidizing effectively by paying these high rates. And it's happening at the gas pumps too.
1: But it's going to be interesting to see how long uh, Ernie can hold off because it will be a province-wide issue. And you've got, uh, you know, Dan Miles, the press secretary right now saying it's got nothing to do with us, but that's just not going to fly for very long. They they started, they they created this and we thing.
0: got london hydro saying we've got financial cash flow problems already ourselves and we we, we can't be carrying exactly. the 1700 people for how
1: many hundreds of dollars a piece having said that london hydro pays most of its money to the province of ontario through ontario power generation so if uh, if uh, you know they don't pay their bill to ontario the ontario government would be interesting to see what happens there i'm gonna cut the city off
0: Ooh. <laughs> we have to pause for a second we're not cutting anybody off but we'll be back mm-hmm. in a moment our lines are open to six four three twelve ninety. bob metz and Jeff Schlemmer with us today on left, right, and center. If you've got an opinion you'd like to share about this whole issue of the uh, the cutoff coming up on April the first, they say up to seventeen hundred people in the city of London are gonna get cut off notices because they have not been paying their bills. What should happen to those people? What should happen to those bills? Ultimately, it looks like you and I, the people who are paying our bills, are gonna pay those too. Does that seems fair to you, six four three twelve ninety. Left, right, and center, Bob Metz, Jeff Schlemmer, Jim Chapman with you. And we're talking about the uh, the little the problem at London Hydro with people who have not been paying their bills because the government basically said you don't have to. You don't have to. Nobody can be cut off until April the first because we don't want anybody freezing this winter because they don't have enough money to pay their bills. Thank you very much, Ernie. But but now the Piper's uh, starting to play the tune here. Somebody's gotta pay. April 1st coming up, 1,700 people facing eviction, or facing at least having their electricity turned off, and that's going to turn into eviction for a lot of them. Uh, where do we go? What do we do? What do you think we should do about it? And Bob and, and, uh, and Jeff and I have been talking about it this morning. I guess you you, were, you used the phrase before, uh, Jeff, the, separating the wheat from the chaff, referring to the people who are genuine deadbeats from the folks who are just on you know hard times. Right don't we sooner or later have to figure out some way to do that? Not just for this, but for everything. I mean, we've been dealing with this problem for years and years and years. Is it an insolvable problem?
1: Uh, well, I think it takes somebody a lot smarter than me. Luckily there's lots of people like that, but, uh, I, it really is tough in the sense that uh, you get into you get into what's happened in a particular case, and uh, these things often sometimes are simple, sometimes are very cut and dried. Somebody's just out to rook the system or whatever. But uh, you get into this stuff and uh, have to make these judgment calls about well, a person didn't pay the the uh, uh, hydro because they had an unexpected uh, funeral they had to go to for their mother in Nova Scotia or something. You know, what do you do about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'm running into now actually is um, a lot of evictions from public housing because uh, public Housing has started to charge for the court costs, which they didn't used to. The reason they didn't used to is because they used to be about 100 bucks. The, the, the government, provincial government, has now raised them so they're almost 500 bucks. So now, if you're in subsidized housing and you miss a month of rent for whatever reason, which is like 100 bucks, uh, the next thing is you suddenly owe 600 bucks in the court costs. So people are getting thrown out over that. But people is would, say, you know, a lot of
0: people would say though, if your if your
1: rent is 100 bucks a month. Well, you're getting 500 and you've got three, three kids. You know, it's it's tough. It's tough getting by. And what, like when I think of what I make and how I are in that. And, and, and again, I want to try to address some, some
0: public per- perceptions. Yeah, sure. Maybe you can help us yeah. d- uh, dispel them. Yeah. If I think of somebody in subsidized housing, that suggests to me that that's, that's a family or an individual with a, with a certain amount of stability in their lives. Yeah. Th- these are not transients. These are people who have a certain amount of stability, have a certain amount of connection to our community and then you start wondering well is is there no way for them to supplement or to augment their rather meager government allowance? I mean, if they are in the community, they live here, they've got a home, they've got kids to provide for, why aren't they
1: out shoveling snow or doing wow. something? That's another another document. You're actually not allowed to. Of course, what you, what you make is clawed back, and I, I remember talking to John Fleming, actually, about this uh, former city administrator. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's uh, now the deputy minister for uh, for welfare issues for community and social services, and uh, among other things, uh, one of my pet peeves is the fact that if you're a kid of somebody on welfare, you're not allowed to go to McDonald's and work to save money for your education. Me, that just makes no sense. That uh, you know, surely we want to encourage poor kids to work in But McDonald's Then you'd have a bigger. As if you did else. allow
2: it, you'd have a bigger problem because then you'd have people out there earning money on their own and getting subsidizations from various uh, other forms of government. Yeah, but in this so, case, uh, among other and things, and then there'd be no distinction between anybody. I mean, why well, not why collect say, your U.I.C. Why and you, have it at two jobs on the side? Why say you
1: can't work? I like people to work. I'd like people to have a work ethic. I'd like to encourage them to work. I think work is good. So to say you can't work, sit on your duff at, at home and uh, and we'll well, keep no, paying No, no, that's forever. not what you're
2: saying. You're saying you can't. Can't work and get Peter's money at the same time. You no, can't work that, for Paul and get Peter's money. In this at the case, same
1: time. in this case, they're funded to, to keep them alive today, but they're not getting any money to go off to school. You know, you don't. Again, another don't get me started is on what's happening with OSAP and uh, and tuitions. You know, my kids are working so they can put themselves through university. Mm-hmm. But if I happen to be on welfare, they wouldn't be allowed to. I just don't think that that makes sense. Well, I, I would think those kids should have the same you, work ethic as my kids should. Uh, so, anyway, having said that, you know, there's lots of problems with government. Like, uh, there's all kinds of them. But those are the, some of the things you get into when you're trying to separate that wheat from the chaff. So
3: Let's
0: go back to the phones uh, where Gord is waiting to join us on left, right, and center. Hi, Gord. How are you doing, sir? Good, thank you.
3: I was thinking uh, maybe a solution might be if uh, these people phone London Hydro and try to set up something. Where Hydro says, oh, we'll cut you off unless you make arrangements arranges with us. So yes. They, uh, guarantee your wages or or or. Direct deposit from your bank account, mm-hmm. the percentage of what you owe until mm-hmm. you paid up. Yeah, you know that way they'll get something, and hopefully they'll get back on their feet, and uh, hopefully be cleared up.
0: Yeah, I don't know whether, and I don't know what London Hydro's policy is now, Jeff. Maybe you know. If if you yeah. if you're in a, this situation, and you're you're at the low end of the income scale, can you go to them and say, listen, I you know I'm going to pay as much as I can, and we'll do this, and we'll do that. Are they receptive to that?
1: Uh, they they do do that. Although London Hydro has always prided itself on being very tough like they're very hard bargainers and uh you know when, when i've advised people about those kinds of things i say well you, the first thing you're going to have to do is be completely upfront with them about what your ability is to pay and and at the end of the day they will sometimes recognize it's better to get uh, as much as you can give than nothing which is what they may end up getting but i think they've been very conscious over the years that if they if they're perceived as being softies the problem will be a lot worse so they've been very tough and they so they won't agree to um to a direct payment for instance that they, they require a deposit if you get cut off. As you may know, to get back on again, you've got to have security deposit and so on. But they certainly negotiate a lot, but I recall statistics from two or three years ago that in the average year, in, in a year, mind you, not just uh, the winter months, but an average year at that time, hydro was cutting off about 5,000 uh, households a year. So it's it's not a, a recent phenomenon. They, they've been tough about this. Now, there are some things that other municipalities do, and London does occasionally, which is that they'll install a load limiter, mm-hmm. which says then that the you have enough power to keep the fridge going, basically, but not maybe your TV and uh, and stereo and so on. Um, so there are those kinds of things out there, but I, I assume those things have a cost as well, and yeah. I don't think hydro can go out and buy a thousand of these things. Gord, thanks for your call today. Sue's up next. Hi, Sue.
3: Hi. Hi. Um. Yeah. Actually, I was going to mention that uh, I actually get festival hydro, and what they do is put a load loading load meter on. Yeah. And so it allows your furnace to kick on
0: mm-hmm. because
3: your furnace actually apparently, this is what I'm told, initially uses hydro to kick it on
0: mm-hmm.
3: and then gas to run it. Yes. And uh, it'll give you enough to run your fridge and maybe cook depending on how much other stuff is running at the same time. Mm-hmm. But you probably don't have overhead lights. Mm-hmm. But um, actually, you, a few minutes ago, you're talking about welfare and why people don't get jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, actually it's funny because I was actually doing some research for something else that I'm doing and a person working at minimum wage, working 17.8 hours a week mm-hmm. is off of welfare, a single person. Mm-hmm. So basically your part-time job kicks you off of welfare.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, then you don't get any of the drug coverage. Mm-hmm. You don't get, um, welfare does a little bit of dental, and a little bit of eyeglass. You don't get any of that. So if you happen to need it, if you have a prescription, let's say 70 or $80 a month, which a lot of little simple prescriptions are, you also then have to front that money, plus your rent, plus your hydro, plus all your utilities, and you're no longer getting any kind of assistance whatsoever. It never used to be that way. It used to be that you could earn X number of dollars and still stay on, they would uh, top up your income, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and that's all changed. That's but right. But I think with the hydro in particular, I think the best thing that could happen would be somebody, and, I, and I, maybe not the government, I don't know who, maybe Festival Hydro set up a loan system where either Festival Hydro gives them the credit to pay it back, says, okay, mm-hmm. you know what, you've got six months. Yeah. Or four months, yeah. whatever they say.
0: But that doesn't help the people who haven't paid anything. What do we do with them?
3: The people who haven't paid anything yeah. at all yeah. in months and months and months? Yeah,
0: because they knew that the, the power couldn't be turned off. What should happen to them?
3: Well, they won't honor that. And the first time that you fall into arrears, your power is gone.
1: Hmm.
3: I mean, that's in. Um, I actually I, I live in a co op. And in our co op, we have certain rules. And if you fall into arrears, we're willing to give you a chance to get out of them. But you fall into arrears with a payment plan we set up with you, Mm -hmm. and you're gone. That's it. And I think, you know, for those who want to pay and those who have just had a hard time paying the really exorbitant prices, and I, I personally didn't expect that much of a jump in my hydro bill. And actually Mm -hmm. one month I fell behind Mm -hmm. and it took me, you know, really concentrating on putting every extra cent that I had into that the next month to pay it off. But I did it and, and you know, I did it on my own and that was fine. But I think for those people setting up a system where, look, you have to pay this much, whether the government does it or whether Festival Hydro does it or whether London as a municipality helps them out, however it's done, but if you fall into arrears one single penny, one single month, you're done.
0: That's it. Thanks for the call, Sue. appreciate it. Well, I, I, you know, maybe that is the answer. I don't know. Maybe you give everybody a second chance, and when you blow that, you're toast. Um,
2: I think that's a, the idea of setting up a loan system is a great compromise as far as the customer and the pro- provider is concerned because mm-hmm. it's a solution to a problem. Yeah. Um, you know, but again, Susan referred again to what I was talking about, these exorbitant prices and how suddenly they've come along. 20 years ago, I wrote a piece called uh, We're In For a Shock with Ontario Hydro, explaining exactly the process mm-hmm. that, that we're leading down the road to. And it's going to head to rationing, and all three of the major parties in Ontario right now are promoting rationing. The load limiter is the beginning of that rationing. Soon, everyone Will be on a load limiter of some sort, and it'll change the rates of what you use, when, and how, and that mm-hmm. kind of thing.
1: Well, oh, we're supposed that's to c- cut back anyway, right? The well, green, that's green environment. Well,
2: stuff, yeah, right? well that's that's the socialist <laughs> fascist way of looking at things. But you know, they, if, there's, if there's one cup and seven <laughs> hey, people, I'm sure you seven, seven people the have to share. Too. You know, I saw this same mentality when I gave a, gave a speech at um, Upper Canada College a couple of weeks ago. The kids there are brainwashed into socialism, and they gave Upper me a Canada question. Upper Canada College? Yes. Hey, God, oh, I tell the, you. The
1: bastion of right wing. is They were giving me an Canada. example. For example,
2: <laughs> they'd say, Here, here's one cup, but there's seven people. We all have to share it. How are we going to share it? You know, How are we going to share this one push? cup? <laughs> and when I suggested to them, well, if there's seven people in one cup, you make six more cups should have seen the jobs drop, the your jaws drop on people. Like, oh, wow, I never thought of that. It's Conrad Black. <laughs> and so that's that the way government it. is. You know, they've got this fixed amount of electricity and they're racking their brains. How are we going to split? You know, and the thing is, you can make more. That's how you do it. Jeff, last word to you. Well, just
1: that uh, we're all going to have to get into uh, this to fix it. It's not London Hydro's fault and it's not their problem. Uh, the City of London is going to have to kick something in. The Province of Ontario is going to have to kick something in. And they're going to have to be tough on some people. And there's going to be some hardship cases.
0: Uh, Bob Metz and Jeff you. Schlemmer
1: with us today. Jeff, right
0: and center.